Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amid Bros. All right. We are back. Another week. Another episode of the Me Bros podcast. I am one third of the trio. Better known as the Amibros. I'm your host, Damon. Here with two of my uh, two of my brothers. It's been a, a long, long couple days, but we're here, fellas. How's it going? Here, here, man, How we feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling great. I, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous. I was I was concerned about. I was like, what? How's how's North Carolina and Georgia going to come? How's Florida going to come through? How? Pennsylvania, I was really concerned because there's there's two areas: there's Allegheny County and there's Philadelphia. I was really concerned about, but luckily, uh, the Steelers covered, the Eagles covered, the Dolphins ended up covering for me. Uh, Carolina couldn't cover for the versus Georgia, but hey, look, man, I went four and one on the podcast on the bet, so I, I can't be too upset with the way the picks came out. Y'all, y'all think I'm saying about something else? No, 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 no. I'm good. We are back, <laughs> and your boy. Went four and one again, baby. Let's get it. Okay. Oh, very clever there, Jerry. I like it. Yeah. Jeremy, man, how you feeling, man? Hey man, I'm feeling like uh a fresh new uh twenty dollar bill with the uh extra colors on it. So yeah, I'm I'm good to go, man. Let's get this thing going. All right, let's uh let's get it popping, guys. Uh first of all, shout out to everybody's tuning in to us another week. Uh shout out to you guys. Appreciate you guys uh listening in. Let's get into some sports, guys. Let's talk about the NFL. Uh, the Steelers beat the Ravens. Um, I was definitely surprised uh, about this. I actually was about to put money on the Ravens to cover. I think it was three and a half points when I saw it right before kickoff. Um, so uh, should the Ra- I don't, I don't know. We talked about this. Should, should the Ravens be concerned about Lamar? Is the question. So let's start with you, Jared, on this. Absolutely, then they should be concerned. Should the Ravens be concerned about? With yeah, Lamar? They, they should be concerned with Lamar. Lamar has played. Really, two. I, I can. She played six really big games in his career. Um, that you could you could say, all right, it was a team where they had similar talent, and he lost both of them, I, all six of them. I'm sorry. Like you look at it, if you say the team, the, the, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I, I just want to throw this out. We're, we're gonna pretend like when he beat the undefeated eight and zero Patriots, that wasn't a big win. It, here's the thing. Man, it's hard for you to say win. he's only, like, only had six, six big games in his career. The undefeated Patriots were not a very good team. I mean, Jared, that's not, that's not here's fair. The, they, they, <laughs> they, they went 12 4, but they lost all. They, they, they played three decent teams with like a winning record. And besides, outside of the division, it was the Texans, the Chiefs, and the Ravens. And they lost every one of them. I feel like somehow this is going to get back to Deshaun. But, Jared, finish your point. Go ahead. So, so here's the thing. The thing about Lamar is this. One of the things that we've seen is if Lamar's down in a game, there he hasn't shown up the ability to be able to throw himself back into the game. And that's really the concern I would have. If you look at him since – if you look at, at his numbers since week one, and week one's a long time ago, obviously, um, he's, got, he's, he's completing 59% of his passes. And – you look at that game, in a game where you play, um, when you play versus 
a team and you get 253 yards rushing during the game, you force the team into multiple turnovers. The team doesn't score a touchdown in the entire first half. And you come away and you're playing the game at home and you come away and you don't win the game. Like, and, and you complete less than 50% of your passes. And I, I, I think some of it, some of it I blame on the staff of, Jerry, what's what's his record over the last two years? It's it's a, an amazing record. I, I would tell you, outside of the, the six, he's like eight, he's like eight hundred. He's out of the six games, the, the biggest six games of his career. He's I think thirty one and one. Like it's it's something outrageous. Uh, but, but if you look at like the the t- the times he plays teams, that dude, that Jerry, I'm sorry, that that's not a fair assessment. If the guy's a starting quarterback. And he's above 800. Here's the question. Like that's, that's, the, qu- the, question like the question is not. I, I, I like Lamar a lot. I don't think the question is, is Lamar going to work in the NFL? That's not the question I have. My question I would have. No, you'd be crazy to ask Yeah, question. my question would be, can you win a Super Bowl with Lamar? And I think that's a question that at this point, he's not a quarterback who could win you a Super Bowl right now. But, but Jared, let me ask you this. Who, who, who can you put? Counting on one one hand, that has experience to even say they can even survive in the, in, in in that. You could say Rogers surviving what. You can say Big Ben. You could say Brady. You could say who who else? Can, you can't say Deshaun's not in that category. He's never even been no. close. He can't. What category? Did, did you forget? Did you forget the uh, the greatest quarterback? And like play? even being able to prove that he can so, win. But a here's Super the thing, Bowl. though. Just a. You have to Sean actually be in a, in a position to do that before you can even say Sean can never say that because he's never been on a Super Bowl roster. The Ravens are a Super Bowl roster. The Ravens have gone all in. If you look at that roster. Yeah, no, no, no. Put this in perspective. The Ravens have two Pro Bowl defensive linemen. They have a Pro Bowl linebacker. They have two Pro Bowl cornerbacks. They have on all. Here, y'all had your Davion Clowney and J.J. Watt on the same team. Davion Clowney, one, Javion Clowney was on the team with. Deshaun what are talking about? One season. And Jadavion Clowney, as I've said for years, is one of the most overrated players in the league. He's got three and a half sacks over the last two seasons. Uh, but when, when we look at it, I, even when we had Jadavion and J.J. Watt, we had no secondary. So we we were a bottom. I think that, that year we had both of them, we finished 25th in the league in defense. Our defenses, since Deshaun has been there, have never finished top 25 in the league in defense. So – or. Top 24 because they finished 25th that year. So the reality of it is, if you look at that team, the, now, one of the things we, we could talk about, and I'll let Jeremy get into this because I don't want to take up the whole time. Ronnie Stanley sustained a season-ending ankle injury during the game, which is a, a huge blow. He's probably one of the top three or four left tackles in football. Um, but Good job for him getting his deal done on Saturday. Everybody's done that this year, though. George Kittle that. signed a new deal. He bre- he, he's out next eight weeks. Tariq signs a deal. Uh, he He's out. Um, only one who didn't do it was Dak, um, who had one of those injuries. But with that being said, I, all I'll, I'll say is this. You can't win if you're not completing a high percentage of your passes and you can't throw when everybody knows you're throwing. And that's the concern I have with him is that when he's, he's almost in the sense of this. When there was a point in time when Steph Curry was winning MVP, where Steph Curry led the NBA in points in the paint for a season. And everybody was talking about how, you know, it, it, how unlikely it was that he did it. But I said the reason he's leading the NBA in points in the paint is because he's such a great shooter that you have to close out on him so hard. Because if you don't, he's going to kill you from the three point land. But if you're, if you're, if you have a defender who can 
or multiple defenders like the Cavs did, where you could trap Steph and get the ball out of Steph's hands. Steph's not going to be able to be somebody who's going to get a whole lot of points in the paint off of just, hey, I'm going to – we're trapping you off the three-point line. Now you got to go finish over a Giants. It's more when he's he, he catches the ball, you have to close out, and he scores. Same way with Lamar. Lamar, his passing numbers hinge on can he dominate you enough with his running game to where now you have to go man-to-man defense, and then he's got easy reads. Teams have figured out ways to stop him in the run game. And when they have, as we've seen over the last nine weeks of the season or eight weeks of the season, he's completing 59% of his passes. That'd be a concern of mine. All right, Jeremy, what do you think about uh, this this uh, question about Lamar, uh, the Ravens being concerned with Lamar? I do think there's some concern. Um I wouldn't necessarily say this with Lamar. I think it's some more with uh, the offensive coordinator. Um, I really like Greg Roman, but I think his his offensives are are getting a, a bit uh, predictable. Um, I think he needs to have some more wrinkles. I mean, you, if you're looking at uh, the biggest play of the game was a fourth and two on the on the seven yard line, and they call a quarterback draw out of shotgun. I mean, like, what what is that? What is that? You think you're going to run directly up up the middle of the field against the Steelers' defense? I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, I thought Lamar made some great passes. I think, um, for the most part, his his passing wasn't the issue. His, the issue was uh, the decision, uh, trying to fit the ball in over the top of the um, of the linebacker when he's got the when he's got the guy on the flat just below him. Uh, just take the easier throw. Uh, the throw he tried to fit in that ended up being a pick six was um, a bad decision. So some of his decisions have been a little bad. Um, I'm not going to take too much into account from this last week. They did have a chance to win the game. Um, I did think uh, it was close. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have called it, but there was some contact on Willie Sneed on that last play. And if they call that, you know, we're having a completely different discussion. So uh, overall, I think uh, Lamar is a, is a great player. He's got to protect the ball a little bit better. Uh, not so many fumbles, uh, things of that nature. Uh, but I also have to take into consideration that they were playing in basically 30 mile per hour winds and on a messy day. Uh, in the middle of uh, Baltimore, so that that's probably not going to be the the general norm. I, I will so. say this too, Jeremy. One of the things that we don't take into account with Lamar is how young Lamar is. Lamar is younger than Joe Burrow. Like, so the reality is, I, I don't think it from my perspective. I don't think it's an accuracy issue. It's not that I think that Lamar can't throw the ball. I think Lamar's got a, 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 an above average arm. It's they're not giving him concepts that are helping him to develop in going from your first, second, third, fourth progression or fourth read in the progression. And a lot of that, I would agree, is is the play calling. But the question is, if you put him in a more traditional system and you don't say, hey, let's run the ball 200 yards a game, and is he he at this point ready to do that? And that would be a concern of mine because I don't think if you're not able to do that, then the question becomes, all right, what, what is the limitation? What is the ceiling of the Ravens? So it's one of those things, too. I will say this. Um, better get it together because Joe Burrow's the truth and Joe Burrow's coming. I just want to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, he is the truth. Um, let's talk about this uh, not not too pleasing on the eye game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Uh, Carson Wentz turned the ball over four times. Um, it was just an ugly game overall. Um will start with you, Jeremy, on this topic. Um, should Is it time for the Eagles to look for another quarterback? 
Is it time for them to look for another quarterback? Mm, no, probably not. Is it time for them to start thinking about if they're going to need to look for another quarterback? Yes, because Carson Wentz is making some of the worst decisions you could possibly see. Honestly, he looks like Jameis Winston from last year, except he's not making as many explosive plays. Uh, he's making some terrible throws. I really like some of the players he has on his team, even though they don't have you know the the, the regular pieces. I think Jalen Rager is going to be good. He just came back from injury. I like Fulgham is about to be a beast. I know he was undrafted, went to Old Dominion, didn't start playing football until junior year in high school. He was a soccer player. Yep. Um, that guy's a route runner. He's going to be really, really good. He gets open. He sets people up. His footwork is amazing. So, he leads the NFL. Uh, I really like some of the weapons he has on outside. Does he? Yeah, he's 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 really good. Um, and that's saying a lot because uh, Julio's got he, Julio's averaging 124 over the last three games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, just looking at um, the Eagles team, he's got weapons around. Um, Boston Scott looks really good. Honestly, so Boston Scott is one is a player that I still don't regret us letting him go. He he got drafted by the Saints uh, the year after we got Kamara, and uh, in the sixth round. So we we drafted him, and it was Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. So they put him on the practice squad, and the Eagles snatched him up. And I couldn't blame him for snatching him up because he looks really good. But I mean, what are you gonna do? You got Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram in the same backfield. Uh, but he's looked really good for them. He kind of like a poor man's uh, Kamara for a little it's bit. Poor man's Darius Sproles. Um, I think. Yeah, well, he he might be like Darren Sproles. I mean, he's he's yeah. good. Um, I, I I like the way he runs. I think he runs between the tackle, maybe a little bit better than Darren Sproles. Maybe not quite the route runner. Um, uh, but overall, I think Carson Wentz last year at the end of the season didn't have anything around him, and so he had to make a lot of stuff happen. So when he made mistakes and things like that, you knew it was because of that. Now I feel like he's playing some teams that he really doesn't have to do much, and he's still out here making mistakes. Like you're running around. Throw the ball away. Like that, that first that first uh fumble he had. It was one of the dumbest like, fumbles you An hour and a half. And 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 when you show the other side of the field where he's running, there's no like if it'd be one thing, it would still be dumb. But it'd be one thing if you're waiting on somebody to try to release somebody try, like, there's nobody on that side of the field. Like what are you waiting on? Just throw the ball away. Um so I, I think sometimes he's just doing some things that, that he has no business doing. Um luckily he was playing the Cowboys who are absolutely terrible. Uh, I mean, Ben DiNucci, that guy, it's funny because one of my friends is a Cowboys fan. He said he he expected this to happen. And the reason why is because he said when he saw Ben DiNucci was going to be the starter, he looked up Ben DiNucci uh, college highlights. And he said there was two shuffle passes in his highlights. And he said, if you have to put shuffle passes in your college highlights, you know you're trash. So um, they're probably going to put Cooper Rush in who got cut by the Giants. If you can't make the Giants quarterback room with Daniel Jones as the starting quarterback, uh, I, I hate it for you. So um, I got on the, the Steelers when it was minus 13 and a half. I heard it go, it's going to be two touchdowns. At this point in time, I don't think the Steelers are going to have that game within – I don't think the first half spread should be two touchdowns. It's going to be an absolute annihilation. Well, here's All right, Jared, what do you got on this, uh, this Wentz topic? Here's what I think about Carson. I think Carson's extremely talented. I think Carson has – um elite ability i would even say if you if you're just going off pure ability uh and, and just a talent standpoint it's probably patrick mahomes and then carson wentz next but with that being said i would trade carson. i'd go jared allen but i don't know I mean, carson's got an arm similar i mean carson's got a huge arm um it, it may be jared. they came from the same coaching staff yeah 
because um, the coaching staff left North, North Dakota State and went to Montana. Oh, and that coach staff said that they thought, uh, or Wyoming, I mean, yeah. Um, the coach staff said they thought Jared, Jared Allen was a little more talented than Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz worked a little harder. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I trade Carson right now because his value is not going up. Right now, you could still trade Carson Wentz for a lot. And I think this, this is the problem I have with Carson. And I've been saying this for – I said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and we are talking about how well Carson – I said, Carson, the problem I have with Carson is not just his turnovers. And they're, they're bad. And how bad he starts games off. Because at the end of the game, he's really good. I take nothing away from him. Carson Wentz is starting to remind me a little bit of Jay Cutler. Now, he's not Jay Cutler, but he's starting to remind me of him in the sense of this. He's so talented, and he's going to make enough plays to where teams are going to consistently take chances on, oh, man, we can figure this out. We can fix it. And when you watch a guy who plays as poorly as he played in that game, I mean, the Cowboys defense had, had two interceptions on the season, had three takeaways, and they took over the ball away from you four times. And you get done with the game and say, I mean, I'm still going to do what I do. Well, where's your – one of the biggest things I always talk about is where's your awareness? They're, they're, the, the reality of the situation is your your comment needs to be like Cam Newton's comment was at the end of the game, which we'll talk about later. But when Cam's like, look – Not necessarily because he won. I don't care if he won. Like, it wasn't because of him. The defense scored nearly as many points as he did. I mean, the defense scored seven points. He scored ten. Or was it? Was it? No, no. Sorry, I'm sorry. It was twenty. It was twenty. It was twenty-three. So he scored sixteen. Defense scored seven. Like, come on. Versus that defense is giving up thirty-five points a game, and then they don't. They don't even get to move the ball on offense because they got Ben Danucci, as, as Stephen A. would say. Uh, the the re- reality of the situation is this: I think if you could trade him, get a high pick back, and I. I think right now Jalen Hurts gives you nearly the same shot chance to win. I give Jalen Hurts the rest of the season. I will see how it goes because here's everybody's like, oh, they're like, oh, well, you know, why would you trade him now? You got a chance to win a division. Who cares? Who cares? Anybody watches that Eagles team and thinks if they're their week one, their their first round of playoffs and they play Tampa Bay, they're going to win, or their first round of playoffs and they play the Saints, they're going to win. They're not. If they're, if we watch them. If we watch them and say, "All right, look at them in the playoffs. Who are they? Who would they face?" It would be okay. We're gonna play the Cardinals. Are they beating the Cardinals? No. Are they, like I just don't. I don't see them beating anybody. That uh, they could easily beat the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. The Cardinals aren't good. I don't think the Cardinals are good either. But do I think they would beat them? No, because the Eagles are awful. Do I think? Do I think the the Eagles are? Could they? Let's put this in perspective. I I I don't think the Cardinals are great. I I do I do think they're better than the Eagles. I think they would win that game. But let's just say hypothetically, you were to you were to catch a playoff game and you played the Cardinals and you were able to win a game a playoff game versus the Cardinals. Do you have any chance of winning a Super Bowl? No. Do you have any chance of winning a road playoff game? No. Do you have any chance of doing anything besides ruining your draft position? No. And so the 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 name I mean, they play they play the Steelers close they played the Ravens close they played some close games against some good teams. They really didn't play those games close. Both those games they were down by at least three touchdowns. And then at the end, when Carson stopped playing terrible and the defense got a couple stops and the team was playing prevent, he scored some late touchdowns to make it close. But it wasn't close for the majority of the games. It wasn't close for the majority of the game versus the Rams. And I, I think when you look at at the the Eagles, I just don't think they're good. And I think. 
if you could trade Carson and get a first and a third, I I'd made I made the deal today. Especially considering if you could trade him to somebody who you think may have a high pick. If I could trade him to a team that that needs a quarterback, but like you know, maybe even if it's not a high pick, if but I could trade him you a first and a third right for. Now, you don't think San Francisco would send a first and a third? No, they sent a second to get Jimmy Garoppolo, who might be better. No, they're they're done with Garoppolo. Garoppolo's out of there. He's hurt again. He, the Garoppolo's done at the end of the season. Um, the the reality is Garoppolo's not nearly as talented as Wentz, and I think the talent of Wentz can draw more in than what he actually is. I think that's really the the reality. What what would be the reality though if uh, let's say Carson Wentz turns into a superstar like with because uh, I think if you put him with Kyle Shanahan or John Payton, or he could turn into a superstar, and that could be something that's like that's not what you want as an organization staring back at you. Hey, I traded somebody and he turns into Aaron Rodgers, like or Brett Favre or whoever. Or whoever and the Falcons traded Brett Favre. You don't want that to be. The- but the, the reality is, and people say, "Oh, that's yeah, why they turned into the Falcons." Well, well, that's why when people are like, "Oh, how dumb were the Falcons?" I'm like. <laughs> Well, Brett Favre would have never been Brett Favre on the Falcons because when he was on the Falcons that year, he was in Buckhead literally every night. And they, they basically said he showed up to practice drunk from, from going out of Buckhead the night before. So after the season, they were like, look, he may be good somewhere else. He's, he's clearly talented. It's not going to work here. And sometimes you just got you to gotta take the L, get yourself a first and a third, see if you can, you can draft another quarterback or see if Jalen Hurts works because I, I just don't think it's going to work. All right, fellas, let's talk about these uh, these Patriots, my Patriots, man, Cam Newton and the boys. Uh, we've lost our fourth straight game. Um, it's not looking good. Cam made a, a, a crucial turnover at the end of the game. Um, yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's definitely a, a, a lot changed in the last five weeks, last five or six weeks since the first week of him playing so well. So let's start with you, Jared. Uh, what's the deal in Boston, man? What's going on with the Patriots? I think there's two things that's going on. One, Bill Belichick has been awful at drafting for years. And I don't think – I'm not going to say Tom Brady has covered it up because everybody's going to – there's a narrative going on right now that, oh, yeah, look how good Tom Brady is and look how bad Bill Belichick is looking now. And I, I do think there is – obviously, Tom Brady looks great right now. But, I mean, that that's the, – the the whole story of, of when, you, when Tom Brady was going to lead the Patriots is – could it's the argument of and Jeremy brought up, but well, I don't think I think Jeremy brought up a different argument. It's it's the argument of Kobe versus Shaq, right? When Shaq left, Shaq won a title two years after he left LA, and people said, "See, LA was stupid; they should have kept Shaq." And then Kobe won two titles with LA, and then you saw throughout you know for the next ten years, Kobe was arguably the best, second, third best player in the league, and then you saw Shaq, who was the third. For first, second, third best player in the league for another two, three years, and then you know fading away. I think the the argument you're gonna have when you have a Bill Belichick is how good can Bill Belichick get the Patriots over the next ten years? I think Tom Brady has a two year window, maybe. Um, so I don't think it's that narrative, but I think if you look at Belichick, he's been bad at drafting for years. Um, he hasn't drafted a Pro Bowl player since 2013, Jamie Collins. The last really good player he drafted, the last like. Not say transcend the last player he drafted that was a impact player on whatever roster you put him on because Jamie Collins didn't look the same uh, when he was with Cleveland. He doesn't look the same. Oh, looked awful. Yep the, the the last time you had a guy without Bill Belichick who was a stud was Chandler Jones in 2011 out of Syracuse. Should never let him it's, go. It's been too. 
they should have never they, they traded him because they didn't want to pay him the extra money and they traded him for a guard that they released the next season. Uh, Bill Belichick, the GM, is is Doc Rivers, the GM at this point. Um, where it's sometimes you just Although gotta I will, give say, I will say Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo was a solid second round pick. Yes, he was. I, I will agree. But here's the thing. I can't give him too much credit for that because he drives a quarterback in the second, third, or fourth round every year. And he's, he's hit on some of them. Jacoby Brissett, uh, Ryan Mallett he missed on. Uh, Jared Stidham, it looks like he missed on. Um, I mean, he, he had the, uh, the kid uh, from No, no, LSU. no, Jared, Jared, take that back. It doesn't look like he missed on <laughs> Yes, he definitely <laughs> missed on Jared Stidham is terrible. <laughs> yeah, Danny Etling out of LSU two years ago. He's a, he takes a quarterback every draft, and he sees if he can hit on it. Um, and, and so I'm not, I'm not telling you that like, it was good that he drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's missed too much. And so that team has too many holes on it there. If you look at the last, just two drafts alone to, to take Keneal Harry or Nikhil Harry in a, in a draft to where DK Metcalf and AJ Brown go after it. That's an awful pick to draft Sony Michelle in the first round when Nick Chubb, his teammate goes in the second round and there were other really good running backs behind him. That's a whiff. To draft Isaiah Wynn in the first round, and he hasn't panned out at left tackle. That's a whiff. Like he's got too many holes in that team. And so I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him, a, I'll give him a little, a little pass on Isaiah Wynn, considering he that he drafted me towards ACL before he even played a snap. I think it was, I thought it was Achilles, which is even worse. Um, Maybe, yeah, I think it was Achilles. I think you're right. So I, I would agree with that. The the problem I have too is this. Now here's the second issue. Cam is coming to a team that eight of the, the 11 defensive starters opted out of. And then right now, Edelman, Edelman's out and he's on IR. He didn't play in the game. Um, their best running back um, was out. And I just said his name from Georgia. Um, Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle was out, out of the game. And Nikhil Harry sucks. And I think, I think Nikhil missed the game. So, like, you're, you're sitting around and you're like, all right, Cam has no weapons. He doesn't have a uh, a real quarterback, a real uh, tight end to throw it to. He doesn't really have any running backs, his, uh, running backs to throw it to out of the backfield. He's he's got at this point him and Danny uh, uh, Rex Burkhead and uh, I was gonna say Danny Woodhead, but no Rex Burkhead and um, Damian Harris, and he's he's really got no weapons to throw it to. But he looks bad, and so I give credit to Belichick for taking this piecemeal defense and, and being able to slow down Buffalo enough to keep him in the game. And I, I do have to blame Cam for the fumble late. But, I mean, who is he throwing to? Demir Bird? Like, come on, man. Get get him some help. Y'all should have traded uh, for somebody. But at this point, you're 2-5 and five and the season's done. So, I think if, if I'm giving this blame pie, I get no, no, They traded for a wide receiver um, from yeah, the Dolphins. Tra- yeah, for, they traded a conditional six-rounder for a random dude from the Dolphins. I think the reality is I would, at this point, I think I I more you're not gonna be able to tank for Trevor, but I think I would uh I don't know, fail for Fields or um you know uh whatever. Jared, Lose, Jared, don't, don't call too early. They've got two games against the Jets. Leave it to Bill Belichick to take those two games. Yeah, and, and, and he figure out some ways like yeah, you know what, we we, we just want to give Stidham a chance. Um get, you know, he we, we think he's a really talented quarterback. We just want to give him an opportunity, you know. Keep, keep an eye on that Monday night football game. <laughs> if the, the Patriots lose to the Jets. Leave, this, let me tell you what, what would happen. No, no. This is actually probably what he would be, what, what Bill Belichick would try to do. He would try to expose Sam Darnold and make him look terrible. 
Make sure the Jets hold on to the number one pick. Trade for Sam Darnold and then turn Sam Darnold to a superstar. <laughs> That's what yeah. Belichick would do. Uh, overall, my thought on the Patriots is it's over. It's the, I mean, I'm not a singer, but I would go, how do I? I'm not going to go to it. Um, You're definitely not a singer. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, so, overall, I would look at it and say, yeah. <laughs> Cam Newton's done. And Cam's not that guy. Um, I hate to tell you that, Damon. Cam's not that guy. He, this might be his last year starting in the NFL. Uh, they don't have very many weapons. But there's no excuse for him to be as inaccurate as he's been. Um, they basically turned him into a running back who's playing quarterback. And I don't know if he's injured because the first few, the first couple of weeks he looked good. But since COVID, you know, ho- hopefully there's no lingering effects. But he's looked awful since then. So um, I, I'm not exactly sure what their end game is for Cam. Um, but I don't like it. Uh, I mean, when another team puts up, what was it, 21 21- 24 points, whatever it was that the Bills put up, 24. you should be able to get a win against that team. Um, I thought the defense played solid. Um, I thought the team had way too many uh, mental mistakes, which is un Belichickian, a bunch of uh, uh, penalties um, when they're the, the least penalized team in the league at this point. Um, so I would like to see some of that stuff cleaned up. For the most part, I mean, I, I'm watching other quarterbacks get it done without much talent around them. Now, Drew Brees does have um, Alvin Kamara, but I mean, he was missing his top three receivers uh, last week and got it done against the Bears. Um, there's ways of getting other people involved. I do respect Josh McDaniels as a play caller. Um, I respect some of the other weapons that they have around. Um, but I mean, the team is not very talented. I don't think Cam has looked like he's, he's looked like a, uh, a starting quarterback in, for the last four or five weeks. And, uh, it's going to be a long, long season for them. I, I think, as of right now, uh, the Tom Brady is looking smart for leaving them. Uh, the league is looking smart for not signing Cam Newton. The Panthers are looking smart for going to Teddy Bridgewater over him. And, uh, you know, I, I'm cheering for Cam. I hope he gets it together, but I, I'm not very optimistic about it right now. I look at uh, Tom Brady. Everybody's saying, oh, man, Tom Brady proved it was all him. That's absolutely nonsense. Did he, I, I want to ask a question. Did anybody say – when Phil Jackson was winning in 2001 and 2002 titles, did anybody say when Michael Jordan played for the Wizards, you know what, this proved it was all Phil. It was all Phil because, you know, he just went to another team and he's went. No, because that was, everybody realized how silly that is. Tom Brady went to a team that everybody said was super talented and would have won a lot more games if, if, if James Winston didn't throw so many picks. I didn't think they would be that good this year. They're solid. They're 6-2. and two. I still think they're overrated. I think they're going to get mud stomped by my boys this week. But – there's a lot of quarterbacks could have had that team six and two. Um, people have said Drew Brees has slipped and his team is uh, is basically in position to be the number the number one uh, team out of that division, and uh, he probably doesn't have much help around him as Tom Brady. So overall, I don't think Tom Brady has proved he's the he's the reason that why they were winning. I think Bill Belichick is is retooling. He said this week that essentially they went all out for the last five years in order to win Super Bowls, and they don't have very much to cover right now, and he's got to retool. So um, look for him to do that. And I'm, I'm actually surprised he didn't move Stephon Gilmore um, before the deadline. But, hey, he's about to start making some things happen. Hey, man, you, you throw it in the towel a little bit too quick on my boy Cam. He's coming off COVID after four weeks. And you're saying he's about to be a – he's he's demoted to a second-string quarterback. All right. We, you know, we, we like prove, proving haters wrong. But let's get on to the Saints. 
The Saints are a five-point underdog against the Bucks next week. Uh, in Tampa Bay, um, Antonio Brown's going to make his Monday night football debut. Uh, who's going to win this game? Let's start with you, Jim. <sighs> surprise, surprise. I am going to go with the Saints because it's going to be a blowout and it's not going to be that close. I'm not, not going to go blowout. No, I, I won't go there. I'll say we'll win by a touchdown, though. Um, people just need to understand that the Buccaneers, just because Tom Brady signed on, does not mean they're no longer our little brothers. That's what they are. We own this division. This is our division. As Cam Jordan said before the season started, Tampa Bay will be in great position to fight for number two. And at the end of the day, they have no answer for us. The reason why, our offensive line never lets, never gets pressure on them from their defensive line. And our defensive line absolutely destroys their offensive line. Uh, if you look at the last three times we played against their offensive line, um, we played against the Bucks. We have 14 sacks in the last three games, including four last game, four the game before, and six the game before that. Cam Jordan um, has nicknamed their right tackle Speed Bump McGee. And uh, basically, he said he's a speed bump on the way to the quarterback. <laughs> so overall, we're going to dominate this matchup. Last time, we didn't have Marcus Davenport, um, who is literally flashing off the screen on every single possession at defensive end on the other side. Um, Marshawn Lattimore. Has not been very impressive so far this season. He did have an interception last game and should have had two, but he dropped one uh, on fourth down, so it actually made it better for because it gave us about thirty five percent better, thirty five uh, yards better field position. But um, he owns uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans has had one good game against him in his entire career. The last three times they played, he's been shut out twice. Uh, the other game he had three catches for fifteen yards. So uh, in the last twenty nine times he has been targeted. Against Marshawn Lattimore, he has zero catches. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be a, ride, a long ride for them. I think Antonio Brown could help, but I don't think their defense has any answer for Drew Brees. Uh, in the last two games, Drew Brees has played against that defense. He's put up 34 and 34. The game before Drew Brees missed, Teddy Bridgewater playing in our offense put up 30. That that uh, system is not built for people who get the ball in the hands fast. Uh, their cornerbacks are, are susceptible to double moves. If you watched that game against the Giants the other day, if Daniel Jones could throw the ball anywhere near a receiver, they would have won the game by three touchdowns. I anticipate we'll be doing the same. The weather is expected to be 73, um, maybe slight chance of rain, but pretty clear skies. So um, I anticipate a, a you know no no weather event, and I think Drew Brees is going to light that defense up. All right, Jerry, what do you think about this uh, this matchup going down in Tampa Bay on Monday? I think. Uh... The Saints are going to lose to the Golden State Buccaneers. I mean, that's that's what I see right here. Uh, look, there's at a certain point, and I, I think this is the problem that that you don't really know what. At a certain point in time, there becomes when you put too much salt on your steak to where your 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 very delicious steak now just it just smells it tastes like salt. It's it's bad. It's not good at all, and. I don't know if the Buccaneers have put too much salt on their steak. But I know they have a steak and they have seasoning. And right now you're looking around and you say, all right, they're going to be going versus a team that has first-round pick Ronald Jones at running back. Top five pick Leonard Fournette at running back. Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver Antonio Brown. Pro bowler Mike Evans. Pro bowler Chris Godwin. Greatest tight end of all time, Gronk. Tom Brady, the greatest player of all time in the NFL. And the number one total defense in the NFL. I just don't see them losing that game at home. And I, I think we can we can look at it and say, oh yeah, well 
you know, what do they do? Um, you know, what do they do? Um, you know, versus the Giants, and they 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 suck versus the Giants. I, I'll agree with that, but I think a, you could you can more easily attribute that to hey, they overlooked an opponent. They overlooked the the Giants, knowing that they were going to be playing the Saints this weekend, an overly crucial game. Um, and so I, I, I told you they were going to play. The game was going to be close. The 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 the, the Buccaneers aren't that good. You saw you saw with Green Bay what they did with the with the Vikings the other day. Green Green Bay is very very susceptible um, to to you know some physical defenses. So yeah, well I I, I don't want to cut your your point off. I will say this though: you brought up quarterback play. We might have a better quarterback. You brought a wide receiver play. I think we got two Pro Bowl wide receivers on our team as well. You brought up uh, tight ends. I'd take Jared Cook right now over Rob Gronkowski. We got a better offensive line. Um, as far as cornerbacks, our cornerbacks are way better. We just signed Quan Alexander to throw with Demario Davis. Our linebackers can go right with him. Our defensive line is better than their defensive line. So take that. I mean, I mean, uh, you, you can you can go through all those, but listen, I think when we, at the end of the day, I think we're gonna look at it and say they just had too much talent. They they did, and I I know that's gonna sound like oh yeah, you know, you're just making these excuses for the Bucks, but I mean, at a certain point in time. You have all that talent there. You're just going to win. And I I don't see anything changing. I got the Buccaneers winning the game by I probably said touchdown. I I'm going to I'm going to throw out there they have a big game. I'm going to say they win 35-28. Hey guys, in case you want to get on that money line, it is currently plus 200 to bet on the Saints winning straight up. The Saints against the Buccaneers in like the last 8 games, I think they're 7 and 1. Uh, I don't think we lost a game. In, well, no, we did lose a game in uh, in Tampa three years ago. Um, Jeremy, you don't realize y'all don't have the same team and the same Drew Brees, right? Uh, why don't we? Oh, so I Drew know. Brees have the highest quarterback rating in the NFL uh, over October. Is who, that, is that who, who throws with less velocity than Brady? But, but uh, yeah, he uh, throws less pick sixes too. It's 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 a reason <laughs> why uh, why you guys are are under underdogs, and you should trust Vegas. Um, all right, Jeremy, let's so go into your bets. Underdogs. I'm like, yes, yes, they are. They are. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, you got you guys are still acting like, first off, uh, Tom Brady's got a lot of one-yard passing touchdowns. Uh, we, we, we wouldn't look at it. Drew Brees has played better than Tom Brady has. Drew Brees not making nearly the many turnovers that uh, Tom Brady is making. And he's doing, done it with a lot less talent. Guess who's coming back this week? Oh, Michael Thomas is going to be back this week. And Emmanuel Sanders is going to be back this week. And we're going to have our full Vegas array of – knows all that, Jeremy. Yeah, Vegas is putting a lot of a lot of stock in. Uh, you got to understand, Vegas is making their lines based on what people are betting. People love to bet Tom Brady because um, he wins the money. Uh, he didn't win the money in Week One when they played against us the first week. Yeah, but it's been a different team since then. Let's go into the bets, though. Jared was four and one last week, up six hundred dollars for the week, and uh, up six hundred for the season as well. Jeremy was three and two last week, both over five hundred. Um, Jeremy's up 200 for the week down, down 400 for the season. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, what, what went well, what went wrong last week, guys? Start with you, Jared. What went well, about everything. Um, guys, look, I've been betting so well for you guys. I I think you guys, if if I was a stockbroker, I would expect a commission, um, of, of utmost proportion right now. I should, I mean, Listen, right now I'm putting the the douche in fiduciary. I mean, listen, uh, your boy over the last, and, and let's just be honest, over the last four weeks, I've given you guys 25 picks. 
Those 25 picks have consisted of uh, 20 NFL games, and one week I gave you five college picks based on the games I liked. I hit on 72% of those games. 72%. I had I went 18 and uh during, during those games I went 18 and 7. So, um this week what did I lose? I lost on the uh you know I I I had picked the uh Falcons to lose to the the Panthers and not and, and Panthers to cover and the Panthers uh got I didn't realize their quarterback was going to get body slammed on his head. Um, so that he leaves the game for a good chunk of it. That's then, the one game I told you I didn't trust. <laughs> yep. I hit on all the rest of them. Um, and, and, and the reality is on Sunday, I bet six games. I hit on all six. I bet the, um, and that's why I started to show off. I bet, uh, that the Steelers would cover versus the Ravens. They did. I bet that the, uh, Eagles would cover versus the Cowboys. I bet that the Dolphins were going to cover versus the, uh, the Rams, and I said that on the podcast, I thought the Rams were going to lose that game straight up because of the fact that it's a it's an early game, West Coast traveling across there, two, week, uh, two weeks or a, a bye week for the Dolphins, and the Rams were coming off a Monday night football game. I, I saw that one coming pretty quickly. Um, the other games I hit off of um, – Hey, hey Jared, Jared, yeah. quick question. Uh, who's, coming off Monday football? who's coming off Monday night football this week? But you guys who's don't have a bye – you guys don't have a buy though. So the difference is okay. they have 14 days off compared to six. You guys have seven days off compared to six. And now you guys are traveling and they're at home. Uh, but either way, and I, then I also, I bet the Patriots to cover the th- the four and a half points that they were, uh, they covered. I mean, I, I, I've been hanging on everything guys. So don't expect anything to change. Um, I, I, I got the money for you guys. I know you, I know right now the government hasn't sent you guys stimulus packages. So I'm going to, your, your, your boy Statman, aka 85, is going to get you, get you a stimulus package for this weekend. Uh, let's just get ready. Let's just get ready. All right, Jeremy. <laughs> what happened last week, man? You're up, up, you're up, up yeah. 200. Um, yeah, so last week, uh, my picks went decently. Um, I'll go to my losses first. I like to start with the losses. One, my loss was Green Bay. Um, I bet on Green Bay, and Green Bay is not very good. I mean, if we if we really want to look at it, Green Bay is not a very good football team. Um, I'm starting to figure that out. Their defense is absolute trash. I watched uh, – if you had Dalvin Cook going to your fantasy league, you had a very good week. Um, I bet that game, and I bet the over in real life. Um, so I actually got a push at 50 points. And the reason why I was a push at 50 points is because in the first half, there was only four possessions. The, the Green Bay Packers went on a 13-play, 75-yard drive for a touchdown. And then the Vikings went on a 10-play, 75-yard uh, drive for a touchdown. And then the Packers went on a 13-play, 75-yard play, uh, drive for a touchdown. And then the Vikings went on a 12-play, 75-yard drive for a touchdown with 15 seconds left on the clock. So uh, there was a lot of points being scored on every possession. There just were no possessions because nobody could get a stop. So uh, they ended up scoring 50, so I got the push on that side. But the Vikings ended up winning the game. I don't think the – to be honest, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm not sure that the that the the Green Bay Packers are going to win that division. I think the Bears might end up squeaking out of that division um, when it's all said and done. The, the, the Packers are not very good. So I lost that game. Um, I lost the Saints game um, on the cover. Uh, I bet they were going to cover four and a half. Um, they won by three. Um, but I strictly blame that on uh, – 
on Michael Thomas being out. Uh, Michael Thomas was practicing when we did our podcast. So was Marquez uh, Callaway, who said he was feeling fine. Both of them ended up getting held out after the podcast went off, um, and they did not cover. Also, I want to point out, uh, Will Lutz missed his first field goal of the season. Without that, we probably win by six. And I'm not even blaming him for it because Thomas Morse did our punter uh, had him kicking the laces. So that's his fault. Uh, but other than that, that's a close loss. I lost that one. Uh, the other games I, I won, I told you uh, that the Buccaneers were going to struggle with the Giants. I actually said I was thinking about betting the money line. I'm so glad I didn't because I'd be even madder at Daniel Jones for choking. Uh, and then all the calls that the Buccaneers were getting, including uh, a pickup a flag on a pass interference call in the last play of the game. Um, but I covered that game. I told you guys, the Chiefs minus 19 and a half. I know it seems like a lot of points, but they're playing the Jets. That would be very easy for them to cover. So against the Jets, that game was an easy, easy cover. Uh, they ended up winning that game by 26 points. I want to say I told you guys to bet it as long as it was below three touchdowns. So um, that was another cover. And the last game that I covered was, let's see, what was the? Uh, it wasn't the. It wasn't the Colts game. L- losing track of. Uh, Oakland versus uh, Browns, I think, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Oakland versus the Browns. I don't trust the Browns. I think Oakland's got. To be honest, I thought. Coming back out of retirement, John Gruden was, you know, going to be too old school and not – John Gruden can coach. He's got that team playing. Josh Jacobs is probably the most underrated running back in the league. He, I think he's probably a top five running back in, in – uh, he, he hasn't been great football. this year, though. He, it's been Derek Carr. This year – so last year, Josh Jacobs led the NFL in yards after contact at like 3.4. This year is somewhere like 1.7. He's like 35th in the league in yards after contact. He hasn't been the same running back this year because he got banged up early. And right now it's Derek Carr. Is just, I mean, he turned back into kind of Derek Carr from 2016. But yeah, he's he's getting the ball out of his hands really fast, which is good. Darren Waller is uh, speaking of underrated players. That guy's uh, spectacular. So yeah, I, I like watching him play. Hunter Renfro. I don't know how everybody missed on him. I I think. Me, Jared, and Dame were the only people sitting here going, oh, I think the Patriots are going to end up snatching up Hunter Renfro. is going to be really good. And he goes to the Oakland, and what do you know? He's really good. So uh, if you get a wide receiver from Clemson, he's probably going to ball out like T. Higgins. Yeah, T's baller. Um, let, let me let me go. I'm, I'm so I'm so eager right now to get into my picks because I, I looked at the spreads, and there's some of these that I want to make sure I get out to you guys before the spreads change because – once Vegas hears my picks, I'm sure they're going to have to try to change and make some adjustments because they know how how hot your boy is. Um, twist. Anyway, so first game, I'm going with my team. Houston Texans are seven point favorites versus the Jaguars. I know you're like Jared. Your team's one and seven. I one and six. How are you going to bet them minus seven? Well, first off, our one win came versus the Jaguars, and we beat the Jaguars in that first game by 18 points. I believe the number was. Secondly. The Jaguars' starting quarterback is out. Gardner Minshew is not going to play in the game. We're going versus a rookie sixth-round pick from Oregon State. What's the biggest game the quarterback from Oregon State has ever faced? Oregon? And a game that he's never won? And now he's coming out first game, coming versus the Texans off of a bye. I expect our defense to be able to hold him down. I consider this a similar game to going versus Ben DiNucci. Um, So bet the Texans minus seven points. Next game. Jeremy's probably going to disagree because he talks about how the Packers aren't good. But Packers are, are seven-point favorites versus the 49ers. I know most people are going to be like, 
But Jared, I thought you were saying on the podcast before last week that you thought the 49ers were pretty good. I do. I still think the 49ers are pretty good. You know what the problem is? They have been hit with the injury bug harder than anybody else in the world. So um, their starting three running backs are out. Their top three backs are out. Their quarterback is out. Their best player, Greg Kittle, is out. Their left tackle got COVID, so Trent Williams is out. Um, Debo Samuel, their number one receiver, is out. Um, Their number two receiver, uh, Jalen Hurd, is out for the season. And and then on defense, their best defensive player, Nick Bosa, is out. Uh, I think Richard Sherman is still out. So they just traded their their middle linebacker, Quan Alexander, to the Saints. Look, at this point, sometimes you just got to be like, you know what, this is going to be an L. Let's Let's just not waste our draft picks that we could get by trying to compete let's just let it happen i think that's what's going to happen and then it's on a short a short week going versus the uh the um the green bay packers and the 49ers are now doing everything virtually so they didn't get to have any practices this week because of the covid outbreak that they had at their facilities so i'm going to take the packers to cover seven points in that game next i got the seattle seahawks covering three points versus the buffalo bills now, do I like the fact that it's a early start, one o'clock game, going west coast to east coast, and one of the the furthest traveling uh, trips in the NFL? No, but the Bills suck. Look, I watched the last three or four games of the Bills. The Bills got blown out by the Titans. They got blown out uh, the next week by uh, the the Chiefs. Then they barely beat the Jets, and then they should have lost to the Patriots if Cam doesn't fumble the ball. And now I got Russell Wilson who is playing phenomenally. And I I don't think they're they're going to be able to match up with the speed that they have on defense. Now, I think, obviously, you got your Davis White can guard one of the corners and one of the receivers, but whoever they don't guard with Davis White, Josh Norman can't guard Tyler Lockett or DJ, DK Metcalf. Uh, and, and Josh Allen has regressed back into the Josh Allen that I expected him to be. I got the Seahawks covering at least the three points. Book that. Next game, I feel great about... Uh, bounce back week. Whenever you have a team that loses a game uh, that they probably should have won on primetime, bet them the next week. I'm betting the Ravens to cover two and a half points at the Colts. I don't think the Colts are a great team. The Colts usually thrive on being able to control you defensively. I like Darius Leonard. Obviously, he's he's an elite linebacker in this league, HBCU from South Carolina State. But I don't think Felt Rivers is going to be able to put up many points on that defense. And I think Lamar Jackson takes the lead. They're able to control the clock. They're able to run the ball. I got them winning that game by at least 10 points. Uh, so book the the Ravens to cover that one. Fifth and final game. Look, it boils down to I got to go versus the Cowboys versus the Steelers. Ben DiNucci is not going to be the starter. They're saying now it's either going to be Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert. Who cares? 14 points. Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger and, and, and that team are going to score a gazillion versus the Dallas Cowboys defense. And – I don't expect the Cowboys offense to be able to score any points. Let's be honest. The Cowboys the last three weeks, I sorry, the last two weeks have scored four field goals. They haven't scored a touchdown besides since that garbage touchdown they scored at the end of the game versus the Cardinals. The last three games they've scored one touchdown. And I, I get 14 points. Now I'm gonna go ahead and take that. So uh in recap, just to make sure you guys have your pen and pad, I'm basically giving you the lottery ticket numbers. Um I'm going Texans minus seven, Packers minus seven. Seahawks minus three, Ravens minus two and a half, and the Steelers minus 14. I'm going all favorites. And just to tell you how much, how confident I am in this, I told my wife uh, this week, I said, look, you know uh, how we, we normally make some investments in the stock market every month, take some money, you know, try to put it aside. 
I'm going to take that money and just put it in the best this week. Is what it is. Look, I, I feel more confident in sure. my ability to pick That's these probably games. probably not a good decision. And listen, I, I, I feel more confident in my ability to pick these games than I do in the stock market, especially considering that it's likely to fall with the fallout that's about to happen. And there's always generally actually a surge whenever there's a presidential change. So, no, um, not, not that change. But, the, 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 uh, just, to, just as a heads up, anybody that has money in the stock market, I'm not saying pull money out of the stock market. I will tell you this. Um, you know, my job, I deal in, in, in corporate risk with economists. Um, our, our corporate offices have said there is an expectation that there will be riots and things on the streets, and that should negatively affect the market. There is some significant concern from them and from the economists in the world. Can be prepared. So just take the money you're going to put in the stock market, put it on my five games, call it a day. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So let me just go through the games that I'm going to bet this week because they're pretty simple. Uh, I'm actually going to bet the Saints. Plus, uh, plus five. Actually, it's dropped to four and a half. Plus four and a half. Uh, I'm glad I got it at five. But yeah, I'll take him plus four and a half anyway because we're gonna c- cover straight up. Easy money. Destroy the Buccaneers. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be lovely. Uh, Tom Brady's probably gonna be holding up four fingers, saying how many t- interceptions did you throw today. Um, the next game, uh, I'm going to take the uh, Dolphins plus five against the Cardinals. I don't trust the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals are good, and I think this is a nonsense line. So. Uh, Tua is going to be able to to uh, really throw the ball against that defense as long as he stays away from Buda Baker. Um, I don't think Patrick Peterson's the player he used to be. And the Dolphins' defense, you know, kind of low-key. Most people aren't paying attention. They're the number one scoring defense in football. So I think they're going to give college some problems um, and really be able to stymie me what they do on offense. Um, going to the uh, next game, I agree with you on this. The Steelers covering 14-and-a-half. They should cover that spread very, very easily. Um, I don't see that being an issue for them at all. So I think the Steelers cover 14. Um, I'm going to go to the Raiders game. It's a pick them at the Chargers. Um, I think I'm going to pick the Raiders because the Chargers seem to choke every game away. They're kind of like Falcons to the uh, West Coast. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers are up by 18 points and then blow it like they do every week. If you blow a game to the, to the uh, Denver Broncos, you're probably going to be um, terrible for the rest of the season. And hey, last um, real, real, real quick, Jeremy. Yeah. On that, they they're the first team in the history of the NFL to blow s- four straight games where you have a 16 point lead that you blow. Now they ended up winning the game versus the Jaguars, but they were up 14 and they they conceded the lead. So um, the one thing I will tell you is this: Justin Herbert looks like a monster, and uh, if you're going to give that team probably another top five pick, you know. Considering that team's going to be really good coming forward. Yeah, I, I, I was I will say this: uh, Pelp Hamilton deserves a lot of credit for the work he's doing there. Uh, great, great quarterback coach. Uh, I would love to see him get an opportunity as a head coach. And if Anthony Lynn isn't careful, that might be the job he gets because Anthony Lynn keeps blowing these leads. Um, yeah. And lastly, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, New York Football Giants uh, against the Washington Reds. Uh, not a wrestling Washington football team. I caught myself. Uh, Washington Red States. No, um, uh, Washington <laughs> football team plus uh, plus two and a half points. Uh, I like the way that that defense is playing. Um, they're in every game. I mean, if Daniel Jones just doesn't turn the ball over, which is for somebody who's played 20, 20 games as a professional and has multiple turnovers in 12 of them, 
I mean, hell, they've been better off taking Dwayne Haskins. He is awful. I mean, no, they he was absolutely awful. They would have. He, he's terrible. I'm sorry. He's a, in my opinion, he might be the worst quarterback in the league. That's a, that's a consistent starter. Like I, I take Baker over him. It's, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that take over him. I think he is absolutely awful. Um, I actually, speaking of uh, games that you bet, I'll take one more just just for fun. Um, I take Nick Mullins over him, and I actually don't think Nick Mullins is much of a follow off from uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo. So if I were going to bet that game, I would actually bet the 49ers. I think the Packers' run defense is absolutely trash. I think when you see what Dalvin Cook was able to do, and then you're coming back with Kyle Shanahan having a chance to review that tape and come up with a game plan. Oh, that could be very, very dangerous. I say look for a heavy dose of uh, use check, um, uh, you know, making blocks, making plays out the backfield, being very, very creative, uh, and then being able to run the ball down the Packers' throat. If, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers win that game, but I definitely don't think they cover the seven points. All right, boys, we definitely got to see what uh, what's going to going to happen this uh, week coming up in the uh, football in the football realm of things. So uh, you guys got any parting words before we get up out of here? Um, yes, I, I have some some very important things to talk about. First, shout out to DJ Uyunglele. Get his name right. Mm-hmm. Start preparing. DJ is a star in the making. He's starting again versus Notre Dame this week. Clemson is a seven-point favorite versus Notre Dame. I think Clemson's going to cover. Here's the concern I would have, though. I'm not betting that game. Clemson has a lot of starters out. Clemson's missing two of their starting linebackers. They're missing uh, for this game, Jamie Skowski and uh, Mike Jones Jr. They are missing their best defensive lineman in, in Tyler Davis, who's the defensive tackle who uh, probably is going to be a first-rounder in next year's draft. Um, they're also missing their number one receiver, and they're missing their starting quarterback, um, and they're playing on the road at Notre Dame. So, look, I'm not telling you they're going to lose. I don't think they're going to lose. I think they're going to cover the spread. But – uh, in a normal environment, I would be a lot more bullish on the game. I will tell you, be somewhat cautious. Seven points in Ann Arbor, I would tell you, I think we're probably going to cover it. But, you know, take take my, my NFL picks before you take the uh, the college pick. Yeah, for me, I, um, I have nothing else to add. I just know that my boys are going to dominate. So, go Saints. <laughs> All right, on that note, I have nothing else, fellas. Um, I'm ready to go to, go to bed. I, I'm sure you guys can kind of hear it. I'm a little tired, but uh, I'm glad we got to got to talk to you guys and uh, talk a little football. So we will touch base with you guys next week. Make sure you guys wear your mask. Be safe. God bless. We out. <laughs>